0: You're listening to the Multiverse FanCast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network.
1: All right, then. On with the show.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse FanCast. As always, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcast you can also find more of our content on our website themisfitfaction.com. there you'll find links to not only this show but our other shows like mf uncensored and cinematic adventures you can also find our affiliates page where we have all of our favorite friends and you can find more reviews and articles on our website under the misfit corner as always
2: i'm paul one of your hosts with me in the studio today is rob rob how are you i'm doing all right i'm on vacation right now so everything is just wonderful and sunny I mean, we're in my basement. Oh. And, and, and you've got a like Thunder barrier storms. over... What is that thing called? Uh, a rain guard? I don't uh, know. Yeah, some sort of rain guard over the yeah. way. So it's not very sunny in so here. So it
1: doesn't flood and the water.
2: Comes uh, out. Um, and Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you Subterranean today? Subterranean Ronnie. I'm
1: doing well. I'm just here to educate y'all. I guess so,
2: Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. Being that I'm we're, the two of us are out of school, I guess education <laughs> just isn't a f- thought in our minds right now.
0: I mean, we're doing a podcast about a comic book show, so I mean, <laughs> where's the bar, really? How does one measure intelligence? Down the
2: road? There, there is a oh, no boy. bar down the road, there's actually. There's- no, there's nothing really. Well, no, that's a rentable space. That could be a bar. <laughs> if you try-
0: Anything could be a bar if you believe in yourself. You're this could be a bar. bar. Why are we
2: not drinking? Oh, right, because it's only 1230.
0: Well, also because there's enough drinking in the show that we're talking about today that really, yeah, yeah there's a lot of drinking <laughs> in the show. But and what um- are we talking about? I was just about to say until I rudely interrupted. <laughs> but we raining? are here to talk about umbrella. the Umbrella Academy season three. What? What? The Umbrella Academy <laughs> season three. Obviously, Ronnie's headphones are not on. No, I was trying to be a sparrow. I-
2: oh, is that what sparrows do?
0: <laughs> really? You're the educated one? <laughs>
2: It tells you we're out of school.
0: (laughs) So uh, we are going to be focusing primarily on Season 3 of the Umbrella Academy. We haven't actually done an episode for the show as a whole, as as far as we can tell. I mean, we could have easily really quickly checked, but we didn't. And that's where we're at. Because we're cool. Uh, Cool is a word that can be used. But uh, we are recording this in advance, so there's going to be no news for today and also no fan feedback Friday. So sorry about that, but that's that's life.
2: That's how we roll.
0: Unfortunately. So before we get started on Season 3, initial thoughts on... The beginning of the show. Just quick thoughts on seasons one and two or just season one if you're Ronnie.
1: (laughs) I watched season two. Did you? So have you
2: seen all three seasons? So
1: I I watched season one fully. When? When it first came out. Yeah. Ronnie was watching it before I was. Season two, I didn't watch the whole thing. I want to say around half of it I watched and then just stopped. Not that it was like bad or anything like that. Just stopped. So, I got my little recap from, you know, that, what, two, three-minute <laughs> recap yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of episode one of Oh, this. right, yes. Yeah. So, mainly, again, I got to talk about mainly season one. And I thought it was a nice start. Again, I haven't seen it in three years, right? Probably more. Well, it was 2019, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's when it first Yeah. Came. Oh, wow. So, was, so, three years ago is when I last saw season one. And, and I enjoyed it and everything. Obviously, that's why I watched season two. and. It's got a nice story, it's well written and everything and you know the, the characters are relatable. You know, everyone has like their own different personality so anyone can find someone to relate to in the show, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rob, thoughts on seasons 1 and 2 of the Umbrella one and Academy. 2.
2: So, okay. I I'm a big fan. I read all the comics, which is I'll get more into later. Season 1 I watched when it did first came out. Season 2 then and at that point the wife didn't want to watch it. Season two came out and the wife said, I think I want to get into it. So I rewatched season one and then watched season two. And I, I season two, I think, here's what's fun about the Umbrella Academy is that each season is its own self-contained story, but yet they're all connected. And each one has a very distinct tone to it. Like season one is very moody. Like everyone is kind of ornery. Everything, it's very like, not not to throw this word out there because it's too much you know don't take take it with a grain of salt but it's very emo Whereas season two is a lot of like time travel weird shenanigans. It's almost like an X Men Days of Future Past kind of thing. I would say
0: it's an uncensored Legends of Tomorrow in season two.
2: Okay. Yeah. I would, I would agree with yeah. that. I can get on board with that. I love season two more than season one, but I think that's a testament to the show that it just gets better as it goes along. And again, I, it, Umbrella Academy, I, everyone asked me, you know, what's it about? I, I want to get into this. It's like a dysfunctional X Men and it's, but it's more character based. And that's what's great about it. What Ronnie was saying is that, like, what makes the show so special is that you really get to know every single one of these people. You deeply care about them and you can see their growth. You kind of grow with them too through the show. Not to mention, there's great fight scenes and great dance sequences too. So, season one and two, very high marks. I, I highly, I, for those of you who do want to get into it, if you can get through season one, Do it and then get, and then it'll be get much better with season two. It is still good, but it's not for everyone. Whereas I think season two is kind of opens it up to a wider audience.
0: That's fair. I remember Ronnie. So Ronnie and I were living together at the time, and Ronnie was watching the first episode. I remember walking in during the scene where Five takes out all the assassins in the donut shop, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I can I can see myself getting into it." And I just never watched it. But then I think season two had just come out or was getting ready to come out, and producer Melanie and I were like, "You know what? Let's let's sit down and watch it. Everybody's talking about it." So we we sat down, and it is very in keeping with the current superhero climate it's Mm -hmm. it's satire of the superhero concept it is more about the family aspect like they're only superheroes in the very first like season and that's only in flashbacks they're not superheroes really they're also they're not a team that saves the world they're a team that constantly makes it worse (laughs) And that's why it's relatable because, you know, we talked about in our Most Patriotic Superhero episodes, like I mentioned, that Superman is super hard to write for because he is such a perfect character. He is so good and just so, like, impossible. People have trouble relating to a character like Superman. They want to be Superman, but they can't see themselves like Superman. So for this, I think, you know, Rob mentioned the, the family aspect and the dynamic. It's a dysfunctional family that just happened to be the center of all these crazy things that are happening. And this show is also very confusing and it's very hard to keep track of sometimes. And you're constantly going, well, I wonder what's going on. What's going to happen next, which is good. Like I like shows that, that put me on mystery, but like we were watching the newest season of stranger things. And right before their big reveal, we had already figured out what their big reveal was going to be. So for this show, it's constantly like, what the hell is going to happen next? Because it's just so wild and just so unpredictable. So before we jump into season three, non-spoiler thoughts on season three. So we we kind of established that season one and two, we enjoyed. I'll be honest, I think season two is better than season one. And the the tone is totally different and the idea is totally different. And we'll talk about that when we get to a more in-depth look at season three, but just initial non-spoiler reaction to
2: season three. Rob, I'll have you go first. Sure. Well, first I will say I just looked it up. No, we've never done an umbrella academy. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we just did. Season three is where season one, like I said, was very moody and emo, season two was very like wacky, season three is its own tone also. It's actually, it's deeply personal. It's extremely emotional, where you see a lot of characters going through some very difficult changes in their life. Like you've got, you know, Elliot Page, who does his on-screen transformation from Vanya to Victor which we'll get more into later you see Diego dealing with his fa- with what it means to be a responsible family person you've got you know Luther looking at a love aspect like oh you've got Allison going through the loss of, of like going through stages of grief like so it's it's like deeply personal and emotional because you see them going through these emotional journeys. I will say it wasn't always enjoyable, but it was something that it was deeply engaging because it, you really find yourself taking that roller coaster ride with these characters. So, non spoiler thoughts. I, I really, I, I, I had. I, it's hard to say. I had a good time watching it because it is so moving at times. But it was something that I was very glad that I watched, and, and I really highly recommend it.
1: Ronnie? I feel like I'm going to be the harsh critic on this one. That's fair, no. Uh, That's why we you invited too. you. I mean, there just wasn't much to it, to to be honest with you. Like Everyone had their own drama they were dealing with, and it was just drama after drama, and this one's mad at this one, this one's trying to fix it, this one's mad at this one now, and everything. And then you throw in the sparrows and all this stuff, and it's just... There, there was just so much going on that Nothing actually happened in all 10 episodes to me. So I I just – it was just too all over the place and everything. And there were moments of good and everything. But it just – I don't know. It just it, – it needed a lot more and it just fell apart. For me, it's really hard
0: going from – like season one, even though it is a little bit more on the emo side, it's still fun.
2: Like, oh, yeah.
0: You know – when they the, the dancing by myself or whatever whatever right. song they do like all that stuff like the all that
2: bowling alley fight scene yeah like or, it's yeah. still
0: fun but and then season two leans into the fun while well, still tackling mm-hmm. some more serious issues especially you know with with Vanya at the time and even Allison really tackling some, some oh, cultural so racism
2: stuff. from the sixties not
0: right. not even just the racism just cultural stuff you mm-hmm. know you know Vanya and sissy which they do talk about a little bit in this season, but uh, it's still like the opening scene of season two, is still one of my favorites where all, the whole team is fighting together and Ben's corporeal. And we're like, what, what's oh, going yeah. on? Like all these things are happening. And then, it, you know, time jumps back a little bit further. And now we have to follow the mystery with five. So season two for me is a lot of fun. while at the same time, still finding a balance with some of the more serious topics. Season three, my, my only issue with season three is they took the same general, all right, the world is ending storyline, mm-hmm. just slightly bigger now it's the universe guys but they were able to do very nice individual character stories mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of them were well written i think some things really fell off and i think I, I have some issues with some of the characters but for the most part i enjoyed season three i want to see where it goes next i'm curious especially with the way that it ends but i think overall the show has never been even though the the parts are that i don't consider to be the best are still pretty good yeah but with that we are going to take a quick break and when we jump back we are going to be talking everything spoiler based for the umbrella academy se- i almost said the sparrow academy the umbrella <laughs> academy season three but first a quick break Today's episode is brought to you by RAISE Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, RAISE Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back. And this is your official spoiler warning. We are going to be breaking down the Umbrella Academy Season 3. Plots, characters, things we like, things we didn't like. Mostly Ronnie on the things he didn't like. And again, last chance to turn back. And I know Stranger Things is out, so everybody's Mm -hmm. kind of probably binge watching that. But Umbrella Academy at the time of this release has been out for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I think like two, three weeks. So you had your chance. All right. So let's start off with our favorite characters, the Umbrella Academy. So at the end of Season 2... They, Ronnie rolled his eyes. They they managed to save the world and they get transported now to an alternate timeline and they don't know how they don't know why. So let's start with who do we want to start? You want to start just going number order? Probably easiest. Sure. Numero uno. All right. So number one, Luther. Luther. So Luther has an interesting story. This he finds love, which is. (laughs) He
1: found love in a hopeless
0: place. In an alternate timeline with again his adopted sister technically, if you really think about it, it's just less creepy yeah, now. All right. Yeah. But, uh, that. Melanie, it's funny. Melanie hates Luther, but she liked him more this season. Uh,
2: that's funny. Cause Lauren's favorite
0: character is Luther. It, Melanie did not like Luther in season one or yeah. two, but she liked him a lot more this season okay. because, because not only
1: more, more it's personality. In this one. he had
0: more personality. He
2: yeah. also stood up for himself. Yeah. He's uh, just so dumb, which is he's what such a big, biggest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> biggest lug you'll ever meet. And, you know, as as rushed as the story with him and Sloane is, because obviously, end of the world, like it's it's got to be rushed. You got, they always have a time limit for these sh- for these seasons. Yeah. Like we have eight days till the cold Blitz. <laughs> okay, but uh, I think one of the most powerful moments was, and th- this is, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this when we talk about Allison. But Allison tries to to really take advantage of him to feel better about herself. Mm-hmm and it is a it is a hard it is probably one of the hardest yeah. moments in the show Which moment is
2: are you talking She about? tries On to get him table?
0: to sleep with her
2: Oh oh, oh using yeah, her yeah,
0: powers yeah. and you can oh, tell that's can, awful I remember It, it that. was rough to watch and they do address it too like he's like you just like did this to me and because yes. this is one of those shows where it feels like it's like rob said each season's kind of self-contained i feel like they don't address anything from the previous seasons except for allison she's and, and vanya slash victor and we'll talk about that but luther i think though goes through a great character's arc in this and finally mm-hmm. like at the end yeah he's able to stand up for himself stand up to his father even though his father then you know stabs him through the chest with an alien tentacle yeah. but thoughts on no, Luther? It was a blade.
2: No, no, I think it was like an was like an alien
0: tentacle, like coming out of his arm. It was like a bladed tentacle type yeah, thing. Very strange. It was, strange. A blade. It was yeah. like it was like a
2: blade that came out of.
1: Yeah. you we're I'm both say, right. Everybody's you're right. I wouldn't say semantics. I wouldn't say it was a tentacle because we Ben's got tentacles. Alright, It hard. was a
2: rigid tentacle. Can we go with that?
1: <laughs> a renticle. I don't know. If you ask Diego, he says it's a blade too. No, nah, it was blade. Thoughts on Luther?
2: <laughs> Thoughts on Luther? Anybody want to jump in on? I. Okay, one of the things that... Here's the difference between this season, and this is going to tie into Luther, and the others, is that in the other seasons, I felt like every single scene propelled the plot forward. Whereas in this season there are so many scenes that had nothing to do with the plot, but it propelled the characters forward. And I think that's something that we always argue a lot in here as to a lot more movies and television need to do that. Like we, when we talked about the first Suicide Squad, one of the best scenes is them in the bar just hanging out and we get to know them. So like, you know, you've got scenes like them doing karaoke, which really doesn't do anything for the plot, but it's such an enjoyable scene because you get to see character development and, and seeing Luther, you know, doing his just cutting loose. He had so many moments like that throughout this season. Like when him being captured by the sparrows and just having so many moments of just nothing yeah. talk, you know, working out and just hanging out with them. It did so much to develop his character. And I felt like I got to know Luther beyond the two dimensions that we've seen of him. Like, you know, when we saw him with the flashbacks on the moon, it explains so much about his character and how he got to who he was and also all the despair that he's felt in his life. So it was nice to see that despair being set up for the rewards of love that he got with Sloane.
1: Ronnie? I I liked him better in in this one than any previous seasons. And just to see his story grow and actually mean something... Because, again, everyone just thought he was the muscle. Nope, You know, he was the stupid guy with the muscles, and that was about it. But in this season, you kind of see, like, no, he's he's kind of sm- smart. Mm-hmm. Well, still air quotes. He's still not the <laughs> sharpest tool in the shed. But, like, you see, like, no. He's he,
2: number one, though.
1: Yeah, he is number one. I mean, he's got to have some smarts. He was an astronaut, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like oh. saying Howard Wolowitz from The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I, don't, I just, I just loved him. He, he definitely got a lot better. My only question is, at the end of the show or this season, I should say, not show, we see him. He comes back to life. Right. Right. But he's he's not. Svelte. I would say he's he's back to his previous self, not the big muscly ape Luther ape yeah. guy. Do we think they went back in time? No, I think. Or do you just, think like he's just resurrected, and because he's resurrected, he lost all that? Well, they all lost their powers.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we but, we don't know. Well, but we're not we sure. Don't... We think Allison might still have her powers. Do we? I I, I read a few yeah. things online that we're not sure because she appears in a different place. She also she's them. also the one that does but, reset. Yeah. But also
1: at the same time, he was dead at the time that they all got
2: reset. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? I I think it's just a. It's a different. You know, we're this is we're in the era of the multiverse right now, like in all sorts of media and, and franchises. So I think this is just a multiverse version of them and. It's one where they never had powers. Like, this is what they would have been, like, had they been born. But
1: then how does Luther know, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank on what her name is. Sloan? His wife, Sloan. Oh, Sloan. I don't Because he asked think... for Sloane. Well, no, my wife, My bigger so. question
0: would be, Allison uses her powers to become famous. Mm-hmm. She, she uses her rumor powers to become a famous actress in season yeah. one. Like, they established <laughs> that in season one, so she's famous. Yes. But also, I think Victor is... I mean do they know the we'll have to wait for season yeah, three yeah. before we start speculating four. on four. Uh, excuse me I keep doing that <laughs> season four before we start speculating yeah. on that but so going down the list we have number two which is Diego we'll put Diego and Lila into one conversation because oh, Diego's I, the best yeah I know you love Diego oh yeah yeah, yeah. so for me I, I really enjoyed Diego and Lila in this season they are such a a good couple but also a terribly toxic couple at times mm-hmm. like she uses a fake kid just to see how he would yeah. be as a dad because she's pregnant, like I, I do think that they kind of neutered Lila a little bit, just power wise. Because yeah. remember, she like she yeah. took on the entire Umbrella Academy by herself. She can adapt the her uh, her the Vic, powers. Yeah. Of what is Lila? I forgot.
2: What are Lila's powers? She just mimics yeah. the power. Oh, is that what it like is? She mimics whoever,
0: whoever's nearby. Because I was yeah.
2: rewatching some stuff from season two yesterday, and it was a fight between her and Five, and she's teleporting, and I'm like, wait, when is? I yeah. couldn't remember. Okay. Yeah.
0: So if you watch in this season, she was looking at Faye, and then she was able to do the birds. She was looking at she, and hence I,
2: why her and Vi- Victor together could yeah, both so, do the yeah. same thing. So ah, Victor
0: right. I, and Victor in the season finale, Victor runs by the closet she's locked in, yeah, and she blows it open. She's like, finally a power worth mimicking. Oh, ah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what she does, and they never really establish if it's like if she's in a room with all of them, if she can do more than one, mm-hmm. or if it's just one at a time. So again, another character that they they neutered just power wise. Same with Victor, I would argue. Yeah.
2: I think they also toned down Lila's craziness, too. Like, she's yeah. a bit more rooted. Well, because uh, yeah. in the season two, it was part of the, the con, the right. act, right? She is still bat
0: crap crazy, yeah. but, like, at the same time, she's definitely... Yeah, I agree. She She's much more rooted. Thoughts on Diego and Lila? Ronnie, we'll have you go first, because you love Diego. Yeah, I, I
1: think Diego, to me, is my, my favorite. I think, because I, I would say he's kind of, like, the one I can resonate the most with, being the little rebellious troublemaker kind of guy Ah, there's just something about him that he he just like sticks with me he's like the most memorable i think he he's he's one that he didn't really have a story in this one you know like he was he had more of a story in was it season one or whatever where you know he's fighting for his father's love and everything. He wants to have the love like Luther has and everything. But I don't know. There's just something about him that just like like if I could choose one of them, it would be him because he seems to always be also at the same time the most level-headed. Uh, I'd argue that one. Who? <laughs> I think he tends to be the most reckless. Diego. You, think, you really? You don't think Klaus is the most reckless? Klaus is reckless for the sake of just he doesn't care. Diego,
0: with information, will still act recklessly and impulsively.
1: So who would be the most level-headed? Luther. Uh, uh, (laughs) Luther doesn't have a brain. (laughs) Hogo, guys. (laughs) Actually, ironically, in this season, it was probably Victor, which I hate. I don't know. Most level-headed. You think it was with what he did? He did it with all the information and he knew
0: it was either going to be this way or this way so I don't know we'll, we'll get also, to Victor Okay.
2: I, I would even argue Har, Sorry, Hargreaves might be the most level headed because he's the one that has a plan sticks to it for the entire time <laughs> and
0: sacrifices yeah, everybody yeah. for it yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good plan I'm just yeah. saying he's level headed
0: Rob thoughts of Diego and Lila I
2: loved Diego every season I love him more than the last I, I, I feel like he didn't get enough screen time in season one season two he started to become more stable Season three really helps me. Really, we really understood just the. He he came into his own because he started to become more of a father. He became more of a, a responsible, you know, boyfriend or whatever spout. I don't know what they are. Baby daddy. Uh, yeah, and and I think Boner he buddies. he sort of became the most responsible one. I I don't think I I would agree with Paul that I don't. I think he's. Still one of the most reckless ones, but I think he ended up beco- coming into his own by the end of the season as sort of the most the most reliable. Right.
0: All right. So going down, we have arguably the the one with the biggest character story, and that's Allison mm-hmm. as uh, you know number three, the rumor. So she oh, is dealing with tremendous loss, not only the loss of her husband, but also now the loss of her daughter, and it pushes her far over the edge. And it isn't until she finds out that Harlan actually killed all their mothers. And that's what created this alternate timeline by, oh, right. by yeah. Victor giving Harlan powers. It, it shifted everything in time. So Allison goes through an incredible story arc where it's dealing with, I think Rob even mentioned, the, the stages of guilt and the stages of acceptance and all that because she's lost. She's lost everything. Mm-hmm. And she's really the character that's that's actually lost something at the beginning of this. You know, you could argue that Victor's lost Sissy, but like he, they knew that that was going to happen, right? Allison goes to her—going going to her family home and seeing another kid there and then getting kicked yeah. out, that was hard. That was hard to watch. But for me, I think Allison, her story was the most—I I, I guessed it right away that she was the one that that Reginald 100%. made a deal with. Like we were—Mel and I were sitting there going, yeah, it's definitely, oh, yeah. It's definitely Allison. Yeah. Yeah.
2: See, and that's why people are saying she might have her powers because that might be part of the deal.
0: Well, she also got more powerful. Mm-hmm. She's the only character mm-hmm. that— they really didn't showcase the powers as much in this season except for when they fought the Sparrows. Yeah. And
2: I think that's what makes Umbrella Academy so awesome, because they're not worried about—like, with X-Men, sometimes it's about the powers, whereas here it's about the relationship. But I still will argue that the
0: opening to season two, where all of them are using their powers oh, yeah. as a yeah. team, is still one of the coolest seasons. But, it, and
2: it's, but the thing is, it's not about the powers with that, right. too. It's about how they're work, using their powers collectively.
0: So And, and that's not until the very yeah. end of the season that we actually start to see a little bit of that.
1: Yeah. But Also with the Google Bluts. The Google. Google. The Google.
2: Google. Google. Google Blitz. Google Blitz. <laughs> Google Blitz. Oh, Google Blitz was Doesn't something matter. that happened years ago when.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was during Woodstock.
0: But anyway. <laughs> but for Allison, not only does she. She's the only one that gets a power boost in mm-hmm. this, which, you know, obviously she's able to. She. She gets affected by Victor and Harlan doing their power transfer. Where basically, Vic, you would think Victor would have gotten more powerful afterwards, or yeah. at least addressed that maybe he's not as powerful at the beginning because he did give powers away. Like they never yeah, really yeah. touched base on that at all. Lost opportunity for 100%. me anyway. But uh, Allison's now able to to rumor people without having to say, "I heard a rumor." Yes. And she's also the one that does reset the universe at the end because she has her change of heart watching her siblings die painfully <laughs> weird, but she's the one that does. Re- That's why I think she's in her own space. She might be. Yeah. I yeah. think for her, because again, they'll, they'll probably explain it during season four a little bit more, but we don't really know what happened at the end of season three. She gets her happy ending. She does. She's the one that gets yeah. but she yeah. also wants a happy ending for all of her siblings. And I think in her world doing the reset, having them have no powers was the better option.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, any thoughts on Allison, though? I would say, for me, the most shocking scene for me for Allison was when I th- is it her and Diego? They go to the redneck Confederate yeah. bar? Yeah. That, to me, was the most shocking, because I never imagined Allison to be that angry.
0: Especially after season two, where she was literally part of the civil rights movement. Yeah, where
2: it was all about nonviolence and everything, and, and the protest. Yeah, to her just to go in there and just start... And I, I wish we had seen more of that. I know yeah. we only saw, like, a glimpse of it here and there, and I was kind of disappointed. But to know that she's capable of that, I think, was the most terrifying thing for right. me of Allison.
0: Yeah. And especially we got to see a lot of team-ups that we don't normally see. Her and Diego were an interesting pairing, and yeah. I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> Any other thoughts on uh,
1: Rumor? No, I think, like... I would have loved to have seen that whole entire sequence in the bar. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't agree on a lot in this in this <laughs> podcast, but at least one thing we can agree on. Yeah. 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 But anyway. We want to see bad people yeah. getting beat. And it was one of those, like, <laughs> you, you understand, in, in a way, why she did what she did. You know, no one really lost anything in the little blip or whatever they're calling it, right? I guess you can't call it a blip because that's what Five does. He blinks. Blinks, that's right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. But, like, she's, you know victor yes lost sissy but like to lose not only a loved one but also to lose a child like that like that's putting a big toll on you so like you understand in a way why she did what she did right you know but at the same time you're like you dumb person you yeah (laughs) so now we have a character who i thought didn't shine until halfway
0: through was klaus
2: halfway through season three yeah
0: oh, okay yeah like klaus is there and he gets them to the new hotel and he does have one of my favorite lines in the entire show it's just because of the totality it's a simple line in the very beginning when diego gets poisoned by one of the sparrows and he hallucinates the footloose sequence yeah. <laughs> when luther starts dancing you just see diego it's or not diego you see Klaus. he goes get him luther yeah. and it's just so in character for him it's just oh, so yeah. perfect i like the he's another character who scratched that i did say that None of the other characters had powers that grew; his did.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, Yeah. because he he figured out what they are. He is
0: effectively immortal. He so he basically we used to think he could just conjure the dead; he could control death. Yeah.
2: What game are you playing, guy in a rug? (laughs) Yeah, I hope you win. Yeah,
0: (laughs) so great. But it was heartbreaking though when Reginald eventually did just be like, "You're a liability. See you later." (laughs) Yeah. Like that was rough. But I really – I did enjoy Klaus. I always enjoy – him and Five together were, were just a fun pairing. Yeah. So I, I really did dig it. Thoughts on Klaus, Ronnie? I, I like Klaus.
1: He, he was good. Klaus. 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 Not, not Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> you know, he's, he's one of those that he, – he, he's memorable just because of the way he acts and the way he does. He's, you know, the drunk, drug addict that cult leader (laughs) cult leader yeah he's he is it's gonna be where he kind of reminds me of charles manson
0: Mm, i can see that you
1: know like like the the look the look the way he acts obviously the cult leader part two it was very like charles manson ish to me but i i did like how he he was fighting so hard for dad to love him and eventually he got it But then it backfired on him. So it was like he had that bittersweet moment of, yes, he loves me. But now he hates me. Because he knows that I can do what I can do. So if you try to kill me, it won't actually work. Because I can just come back. You know, so... But Klaus is up there as one of my mm. top ones.
0: Rob, Klaus.
2: I feel as if nothing can top season two's Klaus storyline with him trying to prevent Dave from joining the military. Yeah, I mean that was just that was so heartbreaking and and so emotional. Like when because you you hear his whole backstory in season one about Dave and how important, and then. In season two, when he sees Dave, and he's and he realizes the chance he has to stop him from dying, and it, I I I wanted to weep at at that entire storyline because it it was so just emotional. So for me, season three, Klaus. It's good, but it doesn't top that. So I, I can't... I, I still love Klaus, though, and, and love everything he does. And, and he, he's just such a character. Right. And seeing the... I think the death montage of Klaus being hit by cars yeah. might be one of the best Not montages. Not single one of those
0: cars stopped. I know. Yeah. I realized.
2: I, I was wondering that, too. Yeah. But nothing tops that yeah. montage.
1: He was the one that kind of kept the story going, to to me, I feel like, throughout this whole Well, it's season. because
0: of him that... They're even able to put Reg's plan into effect. Yeah, he he's the he uses Klaus to get into at least some of their good graces. Yeah,
1: because I mean he he's the one too that I just love him and uh, their interactions. Oh yeah, they were a lot of fun throughout the whole entire season. Those two have throughout the whole series. I think. Well, yes,
2: because even remember in season two when Ben starts to take control of his body and they're fighting over it and everything. (laughs)
0: We're going to talk about Ben. We're going to talk about ben. Oh, ben. I don't know where we talk about Ben. Do we talk, we've Well, talk. he's a number. He's a, he's he's, a number he's a here, but he's though. also a Sparrow yeah. in this season. He's so.
1: only a Sparrow in this season.
0: So we also have uh, number five returning. Fan favorite, obviously. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves five. There's nothing funnier than five. Being an adult male in a child's body, mm-hmm. just drunk and hung over yeah. half of it.
2: I'm amazed as to how little he's physically changed over the season. Over oh, yeah. the series. I would
0: also argue that he has the best hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Diego's got some good hair. But and Klaus obviously his long hair. It's funny. I saw like a recap from like season one or something. Like they're they're they all look so different. Everybody's hair uh, got a lot longer. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, I also read about season one that because he was a minor, he couldn't be in any scenes that had guns. Oh, because like of child labor laws. I
0: didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because McLovin from Superbad, because he was a minor at the time, his parent had to be on set for his sex scene. <laughs> Dead serious, like his, mom, well, his There's mom's nothing background. more
2: uncomfortable than that. Yeah, I know, right?
0: Not again. But uh, it's it's always interesting, especially with Netflix and because they're not technically just like studio. It's right. it's yeah. a weird legal gray area, but that's mm-hmm. interesting. But five is basically he does what he does. He creates the plans. He gets all the information. He brings all this knowledge, and then occasionally he does some badass moments. Yeah that was 5 this season.
2: Yeah. 5 for me this season. I think actually might have been the cuz he's always he's a static character. He's right. always the same. And this season we actually saw different changes in him like when he meets his older self. That that you you actually see fear and and worry creeping into his his visage. Yeah. You also see I love the whole I'm retired, I don't care anymore kind of attitude. He
0: loves his family at the end too. He doesn't yeah. drunk yeah. toast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like he just he he kind of distances himself from the responsibility of saving the universe, which is kind of neat for him.
1: And then he saves yeah. the universe. Yeah. 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 He was in this, he was retired for
2: An five minutes
1: until Klaus got him in the car. Yeah. I was really, I was hoping
0: that they would do more about the mystery of all of this. Like what I was like,
2: oh, about ha- why they were all born.
0: Yeah. Why they were all born, how they got their powers. Cause we established that Harlan actually, kills their parents Mm -hmm. like he in a fit of just pure anger because his mother dies Mm -hmm. on the exact same day yeah like minutes before they're all born so he like they had a chance that they could have been like oh it was actually harlan but because in this timeline he's mad at you guys like they could have again is the mystery fun absolutely are we ever going to get answers probably not because i'm pretty sure that this show is before the comic book
2: this oh, half and half,
0: yeah, like Scott Pilgrim,
2: yeah. There's there's the th- there's three episodes episodes three comic book series that have been put out there. The third one is called uh, Hotel Oblivion. And but it doesn't have any sparrows in it. Sparrows is actually from the fourth storyline that hasn't been released yet. Right. And and uh, please also know this too: the Umbrella Academy is extremely loosely adapted from the comics. Like it's, there's
0: it's in the same vein as the boys almost. Yeah, it's I mean, like I think of
2: Vanya, I think was killed off in the first se- first series. No,
0: Vanya was. Well, she's shot the, in the back of the head. Uh-huh. Brain damaged and then tortured by Allison.
2: Yeah, I there's, there's, and the Hotel Oblivion was, it was created by Hargreaves, but it was like a prison for supervillains super that the Umbrella Academy has captured. So there's, there, it's very, very loose. loosely based. Yeah, the, yeah. Th-
1: this hotel is more like what's the hotel from John Wick? The Continental. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So speaking, of, we'll skip over bed because.
0: Technically, Ben from from season one and two, he's gone. Like yes. he sacrificed himself to save the world, which was awesome last he's been, season. He's a but
1: sparrow.
0: yeah, this Ben is. But we'll skip over Ben for now. We'll talk about him with the sparrows. Let's talk about Vanya Victor. Obviously, during the course of filming, Elliot Page transitioned from female to male. Whatever, cool. Do you? They 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 very quickly addressed it in the show, or they like, and nobody cares. Like everybody's like, okay, but so cool done. I don't like I didn't really like Victor though this season. Like no. but it's not to say anything about Elliot Page or his performance. It's just I don't think Victor was written very well. Mm. Especially cuz how do you take the most powerful of the Umbrella Academy and bring him down to a level where he like he's not just powering through everything? Some of his question, his choices were very questionable where he put Harlan above his entire family and almost the entire universe at one mm-hmm. point. So for me, I, I don't know. I wasn't really engaged with Victor's story. I did enjoy him and Allison, that tension, because this show also tends to forget about what happened and just move on to the next thing. I do enjoy that him and Allison, who did have the most defined sibling relationship throughout the show, that, that they were at odds for a lot of it. And he even called Allison out like, you your fake apology doesn't mean anything. And yeah. it got, I enjoyed by the end of it where they were. Thoughts on Victor, Rob?
2: I thought... Elliot Page was the absolute heart of season three. I thought he was the best thing that happened. His on-screen transformation... Well, first of all, I was very shocked when the series started... The season, I mean, started, and Elliot Page looked like... What was Elliot Page's name beforehand? Ellen? Ellen, Ellen, yes. Looked like Ellen Page Uh, when it started. It was a very bad way. Very bad way. It really was. It's weird because... A lot of forehead there. But,
0: like... It's weird because they all look different in the first episode, and then they a lot of them go through. Like Diego gets a haircut too. Yes, yeah. and, nobody, and no one addresses did. that. I it. thought that was
2: hysterical. And to see Elliot. Now, I didn't know where it was going to go with with Elliot Page, and so to see his transformation happen as a part of the plot and be addressed in the show, I thought was was wonderful and brilliant, and and I love the way that. He realizes who he is and how he's embracing that. And I love seeing, I love the fact that it wasn't just a one off of like, oh, I'm Victor now. And everyone just went, okay. Like, there it did come up a few times. Like, Allison at one point goes, What's going on with Vanya and they're like oh he's Victor now and and like it felt very authentic in terms of how it probably existed for Elliot Page minus all of the difficulty and negativity that he probably experienced in life. I am life.
0: Prep- I'm prepared to argue this with you. Okay, go ahead. I think that it was rushed and it was done because like obviously the show was filmed over several months where Elliot Page was going through his transition. Mm-hmm. Cool. They had to figure it out, and they had to do it quick. The problem with Vanya and Victor was there was no indication before this that they had any sort of identity crisis in this regards. Now, could could it have just been that deep down? Cool, I get it. I don't know. I have never been through this type of thing. But first, it was season one. Vanya was was a, was a straight woman, and had and literally the her boyfriend yeah. is the bad guy, yeah. and then. I thought season two did it better where it was a sl- Sissy. it was a slow burn and we saw these moments mm-hmm. where they were like, well, maybe I feel, especially for Sissy who in that time period, that was so taboo. And right. so like nowadays we were in, we were in the city this weekend and you get everything, you see everything and we didn't care. We're, you yeah. know, we're, we're having a good time and like, whatever. But in 19, what is it? 1960s. 63. Yeah. Southern States. Yeah. yeah. But, um, see,
2: I think I see season two as sort of the lead up to the transition in season three. So I, I see it, the whole thing. I happening. think if there had
0: been more conversations about, I don't, I like, I, I feel this way. I don't mm-hmm. feel this way. I, there's something, something that I'm not doing. But instead, there's no indication, and it feels like they just did it because they had to. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I, I think Elliot Page does a fine job.
2: I yeah, and I think. His performance and heart is what anchors so much of what made it so realistic for me. See, when I think of heart on this show, I didn't think of Elliot Page this season. No. Maybe in the first season,
0: because Man. like the whole story is how, you know, Vanya at the time was ostracized by her family. They yeah. hated her because she did her tell all book and she was never yeah. really one of them. Right. And the fact also is that now we're back to that where it's, well, I'm going to choose Harlan over my family. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, I th- I thought we I thought we were past that story arc. All right, that's fair. For me though, the the heart of this sh- of this season because every season kind of has like something that I I look mm-hmm. at and I'm mm-hmm. like like season two I thought Allison was really the heart of it because mm-hmm. her story, oh absolutely I, yeah. Yeah. yeah and season one I thought Vanya was I thought this season was actually Luther yeah for for me yeah. anyway that's I, just, I I could see that yeah just but I don't know I just didn't I didn't I, didn't, I could understand your perspective on right, it but yeah. I just I didn't find Victor to be interesting or.
2: I could understand that. I think that yeah, the majority of Victor's storyline was the transition, whereas it didn't his 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 role didn't play much of a plot point. So I could it see just that. felt
0: like he was constantly going behind his siblings, yeah, and de- yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and back dealing. Like even with Marcus, who I really did enjoy that concept, and Mar- I enjoyed Marcus. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. like we only saw him for half an gone. episode. I just it didn't resonate with me. And I, but I am glad that they didn't just, Oh, timeline changed Suddenly you're a boy.
2: Yeah. Like yeah.
0: that, that would have been the yeah. easy writer crux for that. Yeah. So I
2: think what I appreciated the most was the people like, cause I, I have, I have had some limited experience. I'm sure you have too in the schools of people of, of trans people transitioning. I don't know at, at the Taekwondo yeah. school. If you, yeah. So I, I think I appreciated people's reactions and interactions with Victor and seeing how Victor responded to those and to see like, okay, what what is it? Because I think as a heterosexual male, I never know how to approach someone who has transitioned because I don't want to offend them. Right. And I want to ask the right things. I want to say the right things. And so it was interesting to see the family interacting with Victor to see what Victor did or didn't like.
0: Yeah. Ronnie, what were your thoughts about Victor's storyline in this? I agree with
1: you, Paul. I I thought Victor was the the weakest story out of everything. You know, I I just... It was one of those, if we didn't have Victor this season at all, nothing would have changed. Less conflict. Yeah, yeah, you know. I I think in, in this, Victor was a little bit more of like acting kind of like selfish and a little like a little baby almost where it's like, you know, especially... Especially at the end when Allison finds out that it was Harlan that killed uh, all their parents. And Victor knew that and didn't tell them. You know, like, that to me is, like, the and Har- biggest... And Harlan like, wanted to.
2: Yeah. See, this is a problem I had with that, too, is that why did they all care so much that they killed, that Harlan killed their mothers when they'd never actually met their mothers? Because uh, if it
1: wasn't for Harlan, they would have had
0: mothers. In this timeline, absolutely. Yeah. And also, let's not forget, Klaus, like, he was like, I'm going to go find my mother. Like, we can in this timeline. We can find our, our, like, we don't have to be. Right, right.
2: They're so defined by the poor relationship with their father. Yeah, Klaus finding his mom and everything. To
1: have, like, a positive parental link after dealing with. Because especially when they first get there, you know, Five is talking about, hey, listen, this is a different timeline. That means there are us out here. There's, you know, like our parents, all this stuff. It was a genius way to get get rid of that. That yeah. issue with them running
0: into yeah. each
2: other. Yeah. Oh, so. which uh, I love that line. He says, you know, Fives line. He says, now, in case you run into another person, your, your own self, kill them, you, sleep with them, fight them. <laughs> and, but
0: Luther's like, what is wrong with you two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does Klaus say? You wouldn't want to climb Luther, <laughs> Luther Mountain. Luther <laughs> yeah. I, and, I will say, one of my favorite scenes is the Indiana Jones reference where he's
2: running yes. from all the
1: Amish people. Start <laughs> the car, yes, Fives.
2: Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that it turned out Klaus was Amish. Oh yeah. yeah! Who saw that coming? Perfect. <laughs> I,
1: I thought he would have been up in
0: Woodstock. Or yeah, something. he was a hippie parents or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So let's. We kind of set our our thoughts, and it also addressed a lot of the plot points. But let's talk about the new characters, the Sparrows. We'll talk about the ones that disappear really quick. So we number have one. <laughs> number one. Who I
2: don't remember anything about Marcus.
0: Marcus was very much like Luther, super strong. You know, like the athlete, a celebrity almost. Like but, he's the but one. He had brains. He had brains, and he was the one that actually decided to work with Victor and the Umbrellas and mm-hmm. and solve this but and he's then, a good dancer and he's a good dancer yeah. and then he got kugelblitzed <laughs> immediately number two was ben that's all right we'll, we'll save him for last because obviously he's, yeah, he's probably the biggest lot. one let's see number three we had i'm just going through the list here Faye. was it was it fey yeah Faye was an interesting character i like the raven one the ravens okay.
1: yeah crows the
0: bl-
2: crows uh, cr- crows
1: birdies <laughs> the blackbirds,
2: the blind crow lady <laughs>
1: how was she blind because she could see that's through the I birds
2: no, no, no! How did she get blind? Yeah. Is what you're asking. I want to know how she, she got blind. Maybe she was born like that. Maybe and she also, was eyes pecked can, out.
1: How can she see the through the birds?
2: Really, that's your question. <laughs> yes. that, that's your takeaway.
1: <laughs> yes, Ask Super. answer superpowers. <laughs> not,
2: not Christopher the sentient cube.
1: <laughs> now, that, so that they ready? understand.
0: Ready? Let's <laughs> let's jump into that one then. Christopher, was he born that way?
2: I His, gotta I gotta say that was actually a big question of like if he was born that way, what are the what, physics of the what, how did mom when a cube Keep a, cube.
0: <laughs> a cube, <and laughs> so, the cube love each tiny, other tiny 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 cube. A Rubik's cube. Tiny, so did they, they so if he
2: too. was a small cube when he was born, does the cube grow over time? Does he go through cuberty?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh, All right, huh. Rob,
2: Paul gets line of the day.
0: Thank you. We also have, let's see, Sloan. No,
2: just back to Christopher. Oh yeah. I would have loved subtitles towards the end.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, like I am Groot style. Yeah. Like uh, we just understand what he's saying. We have Sloane, who has the biggest role besides Bed of the Sparrows. I would argue where mm-hmm. she does fall in love with Luther. Yep. she had really cool powers. I like the idea of the she gravity. D- she can manipulate gravity, mm-hmm. and like she almost crushes one of the the Guardians too, like from yeah. inside. Dangerous power. Let's see. We have who's a uh, we have Alfonso. Who's number four? He's the one that was all disfigured. What is
2: his power? He
0: abs- he redirects the pain that he gets.
2: Okay, but, but I think he has to do but why it. Why is he melting?
0: Yeah, well, they never say it. Well, if you In when the they flashback, do the flashback, he's not. I know. He's not. No, not, he's yeah. he's
2: actually more together. But, but he's still he's still mushy. But at the
1: same time,
2: and he's not overweight.
1: I think it only occurs to the face. No, it it happens to Stanley when he gets his leg. leg. I think he has to consciously do it because. During that fight sequence, in he does the, get hurt. Yeah. Mo- yeah, he gets hurt, but also, like Diego's punching him like in the ribs and stuff. But he's not getting any no. pain back. It's only when he got hit in the face, and when what's the not the son but the son Stanley Stanley, sh- you know, shoots or throws right, whatever it was, and it nicks nicks the leg, and then Stanley and then it gets, it gets it. Yeah, so it's like it, it must be something like maybe it's only his right side of his body is melted and that's where it comes from see
2: Umbrella one of the things about the Umbrella Academy is they never explain things no. yeah. like even in even in the comics they never actually get to why did all these women have and it wasn't it like 43 women or Something f- like 46 that, yeah. I, it's one of those two I think it was gave birth on that and that is never addressed even in the comics okay. it's interesting
0: we have let's see we met I think that's all the sparrows except for Ben I want to say that's all of them but Somebody will correct us. So Ben, we have this alternate version of Ben, and it's the nurture versus nature type, but we do get to see some of the old and they mention it, like but I would also like for Ben, I'd be like, I'm not your Ben. Like right. I, I like when stories do yeah. you know, multiverse is a very big concept nowadays in a lot of but th- there was something else that I was watching where it was like the character was like, I'm not the person that's a yeah.
2: supernatural Bobby Singer. Yes. Okay.
0: Very good. Thank you. But uh, very good, like it was a test. But no, that, that was just solid. Like, an a. But then again, on that for Bobby Singer, they they just drop it after the words, yeah. and he's just he's just Bobby Singer. Yeah. But I I do enj- I enjoyed Ben, and I enj- but I I also rooted for him to stop being
1: such a dick. He was a big dick. He he did stop being a dick. When he was drunk when I'm he was gonna, drunk. When he was obliterated. <laughs> I'm gonna punch the next
2: person in the throat that says dickhead. Oh, dickhead. <laughs>
0: but. I, I enjoyed him and Klaus when they were finally like because it, it reminded me of season t- season two was one of my fa- one of my favorite storylines is Ben and Klaus. Yeah. Right. Like it's always been a fun concept, especially once they realized that he was talking to Ben the whole time. <laughs> I think yeah. That's
2: hysterical that he could talk to Ben all that time, but he never told them. Yeah. But well, they all just thought he was crazy and talking yeah. to him. They even address
0: it like he's like, I saw this giant glowing orb in the basement of the umbrella academy. And they're like, You're crazy. You, then you like an episode, later, <laughs> an episode later, an episode later like, I told you. He's like, You say a lot of crazy things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Ben is an it- I, one of my biggest complaints. Though was at the very end of the show. At you the talking end of the about scene, last scene? The last? No, no. The- well, that's a whole other yeah. topic of discussion. The last, like when they're fighting the Guardians, Ben doesn't do anything, and it makes it seem like he's almost a coward, or he's just yeah. like, I'll let them die. But then, like he, he finally jumps in. It's like a big moment. But like he was number two. Like he was. Right. He would do. Ronnie's raising
1: Ronnie? his hand. Yeah, because we forgot a sparrow. Oh, who'd oh. we forget?
0: Uh, oh, the Venom the
1: venom: the venom Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> what was her name? Her name was Jamie. Sure. Did you just make up a name? No, it's Jamie. <laughs> look <laughs> it up. I don't want to look it up. You don't believe me. I don't believe you. Which,
2: that, I have to say, that was one of the most confusing, not confusing, one of the most seemingly useless powers. No, let me spit you know,
1: speak- Venom to make you hallucinate. Which that seems so. You know, that no, you know so what was seemingly like, useless?
2: What
0: the fact that they had to spend so much of their budget on it each time? Yeah, I know. like they did all these like really close up shots of the venom. I'm like, D- just show it. like we.
2: Yeah, and I think she was only created so they could have a, a dance sequence.
0: All right, so which <laughs> we have three dance sequences that I want to address. All right,
2: I only remember one of them. What are the other two?
0: All right, so we have this one, the Footloose the one. The Footloose one. We have the one in the hair salon last season, in season two. Oh, you're uh, talking about uh, past I'm seasons. I'm talking okay. about in general, yeah. Oh. And then the third one is obviously the first one where it's think like, I, we think, where it pans out to the house. Now, right. yeah, I think I'm alone now.
2: Which one is our favorite? What was the song for the second one? I don't remember off the top of my head. My favorite? Karaoke.
0: Oh, the karaoke Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I would say the Footloose one is, is the most fun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they're, they're all great. And I, I love how they top themselves each season yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. All right. So the last character we're really going to talk about, because obviously Pogo's in it. He's barely in it. Yeah. Uh, we have the robot mom who's creepy as hell in this yeah. one. And then we have Reginald. Because obviously we have some other characters like Stanley and uh, the the major, the the concierge guy uh, uh, yeah. Clint the, uh, I think is chat. his name something like that what chat. is
2: chat we mentioned
0: Harlan who's more of a plot device than right. anything right. else yeah. and used to create conflict, but Reginald is the other character that Reg- <laughs> you were rooting for at one point like you were really hope like so basically yeah. in this timeline at some point the Sparrows decide screw this guy like he's a terrible person we're gonna take all of his money live in his house and highly med- medicate him. And that's what he does. He's just, you know, sitting there like all. Blah, 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 blah. And how um, is he like blah, 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 <laughs> watching TJ Hooker and like, all OK, that. <laughs> that was
2: the best aspect of this season was knowing that Reginald Hargreaves is a TJ Hooker fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But Klaus is the one. Man. Of course, Klaus is going to figure out how to get him to stop taking his drugs. Right. And then they start to build a relationship and build a rapport. And because obviously the thing about Reginald, too, is he's a scientist. Mm-hmm. So now he has this whole new group of kids that, because no matter what, he's always disappointed with his kids, whether they're umbrellas or sparrows. Yeah. So thoughts on Reginald
1: this season, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with final thoughts. He was a complete dick. Yeah. Th- this season.
2: As opposed to the previous two?
1: I. No. Well, this is the first <laughs> season where I consider him to be the antagonist. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah. yeah I-, I think he's a much bigger... Dig, I'll yeah. say that, okay. in this in this season, towards the end. Because obviously when he's drugged up, he's just drugged up and mm-hmm. just there. Dopey. But I'm just curious to how pills affect robots.
2: He's not a robot.
1: Is he? He's an alien. Is he? Yeah.
2: Grace is the robot. I, I
1: don't he's, he's an actual alien, it, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Uh, Did, well, they, they never s- explain that. They never explain it. Because when he gets cut up, it almost looks like robotic, his face. It
0: looks organic. You think? Yeah, I think. Wow.
1: in the comics, he's an alien. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. He must just be some otherworldly creature yeah. or another dimension. Yeah, like like yeah. a like a. I don't want to say an eternal because that brings up bad
0: feelings. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> you know, I'm really upset. I'm gonna Go sidetrack ahead. really quick. I'm really upset that in one of your episode of reviews for Miss Marvel, you did not mention the fact that they mentioned the
2: Eternals. No, I didn't mention that. Yeah, I was right. I was waiting, <laughs> no. I was sitting there going.
0: And the Eternals finally got the justification. Wow, <laughs> so you do in. read my reviews because I read I, I, I throw
2: your name in there once in a while. I read every single one of your reviews. I did in in my first episode one. Yeah. I threw his name in there. That's every funny. single one. Okay. All right, now now you make me feel bad. <laughs> well, you never asked. Me. <laughs> you never said. Oh, I saw you caught. I caught my name in there.
0: No, I just figured you did your research. Oh,
2: okay,
1: but yeah, and i So I'm just. I'm curious as to what this new Reginald is going to be like.
2: I feel like there's going to be like I feel like there exists another well we know there exists this yeah. other plane of people that created the universe and I feel like he's sort of like yeah. just below them.
1: You think he's kind of like a Kang the
2: conqueror type? Yeah. Yeah, like he's not the top tier of creators yeah. but he's he's there cuz he he created this, you know, he knew enough to reset the universe and bring well, yeah. back his wife. So he he must Yeah. So he, he, he must, must be
1: something like a Kang where yeah. it's like the number two,
2: yeah. Like he he knows more than just one dimension. Yeah. Right.
1: All right. So we've kind of talked about all the plot points, the characters.
0: We're not really sure where it's going to go in season four. Now that they're all depowered and all separate, it's going to be the same though. I feel like it's going to hit the same beats of season two, where it's like we got to get all back together and we got to.
2: Well, and also I don't think Netflix has officially. I think it has. Four. I know as of yesterday they hadn't. So oh,
0: yeah, it has not gotten reviewed yet. Uh,
2: okay. I hope um, it does. I, uh, yeah. Although, if it were to end here, I think it would okay, be a okay. satisfying end. Because yeah. I love one of the last moments where he says, you know, what do we do now? And he goes, Whatever live we our will. lives. Yeah. And they all walk in different directions. And that's just so...
0: But I do want to see what Reginald's grand prize was. Because it was getting Abigail back. Right. But we don't know anything about her or what
2: she... Like, no. Yeah. yeah. We just know that she was on the moon with Luther. And that's probably why he was there. Yeah. yeah. To keep her safe. Yeah.
0: But let's do Star City rating for season three. I mean, because we can only speculate so much about season four if it's even going to come out. Well,
2: let's can we talk about that final scene with Ben,
0: uh, being on the same subway that he was born on?
2: Yeah, like like so because that hints get, at season four. How would he get there with no passport? <laughs> <laughs> like, what what do you think that means for season four? When he's is he trying to hunt down his parents or
0: again? So. The question that becomes: What was reset in this world? Were they all still born just Mm -hmm. without powers? Like, there's a lot of I don't even want to speculate because I know time
2: is it in.
0: I want to say it's whatever modern time it is because A, they're all aged properly. Mm -hmm. B, Reginald is too. He still looks old, but obviously he's alive now in this timeline. So I like it's hard to speculate on anything. Five's the
2: only one that didn't age. Yeah, I did hear this fan theory that. In this timeline, because Reginald knows that all of his children are aware of what he did, that he's going to hunt them down and start killing them off. And Allison still has her powers, so she's going to sort of use that to kind of save them. Like, that would be yeah. a neat fourth season.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, Star City Ratings Season 3. I'll go first. I'm going to give it a 4. It is a solid solid series to watch. I think it's a four because of how good the other two seasons mm-hmm. are though. Like it all, to see like if this was just a standalone superhero season, I don't think I would ne- enjoy it nearly as much. I would love to see a Sparrow Academy spinoff. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Like what happened to them during the timeline yeah. shifts, like how yeah. they were and that's heroes
2: entirely possible because as I said, there the fourth comic. series comic is going to be all about the Sparrow oh, yeah. Academy. So
0: yeah. I, w- I would not say no. I would say in terms of star city ratings for the previous ones, I would give the season two actually a four and a half because I really enjoyed it. Then season one and season three are kind of tied for four for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I'd even say season one might be a 3.5 for me, just in comparison. And that's kind of where I stand. But uh, it's a good time. And uh, if you like the first two seasons, you'll enjoy, unless you're Ronnie, you'll enjoy (laughs) season three. Ronnie? I think we're going to go
1: with a three. on on this season Mm -hmm. above average I I think like I said at the beginning when we did our non-spoilery talk it was just 17 different characters 17 different storylines one overarching storyline that you didn't know anything about until halfway through and then there was an even bigger one with Reginald in only like the last episode or two you can argue. And I think just, like I said, in all the other seasons, there wasn't really like somebody that stood out in a bad way, you know, that like brought it down. And in this one, I think all, the Victor, everything with Victor just brought this season down. So I,
2: I'll give it a, I'll give it a three. Rob, I actually am very much in agreement with you that fourths. Third, smart. four for the first season, second, four and a half, third season, four. I it wasn't perfect because I do agree with you, there were some like not a lot happens, it's, it's very yeah. character driven. Stanley, I thought, was a twerp, I couldn't stand any moment when he was on screen. I liked who Diego was when he was with him, but I didn't like Stanley at all. Um, there wasn't i felt like there weren't as many cool fight sequences as there have been in the past Mm -hmm. four and a half is i mean season two's four and a half is just such a bonkers season and i love how ridiculous it all is and and even season one has a bit more detractions for me like the whole hazel and cha-cha i forget about them (laughs) uh, yeah i it got repetitive with them a little bit and i felt like they weren't necessary whereas like in season two what, what the the blonde haired assassins that were after them like that's more what Hazel and Cha Cha should have been like, yeah. where they were just faceless, mindless killers. But yeah, I I think for me, season three because of Elliot Page's transformation and the way it's handled on screen for the Sparrow Academy role in this, and just how it really doesn't—they don't seem to care who they kill off either in season three. Like people die, and you're like, oh my gosh, like. L- the fact that Luther dies—I mean, yeah—he comes back. We, but... we thought
0: that would have been permanent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially
2: when he was corp—how corp, do you say that word? Corporeal. Corporeal. Yeah.
0: Especially in a show where death doesn't necessarily mean like look at Ben. Yeah. That was dead for for years. Yeah. And so I I agree. I think that they they definitely especially we knew the sparrows were going to be we knew that Ben was going to survive of the sparrows yeah. and the fact that they also had Sloan, I thought was also a nice touch but uh, I agree. see
2: for and also the hotel just slaps. Like, that hotel <laughs> rules. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know, for for you film geeks out there, there was a lot of visual references to The Shining's Hotel. Oh, with absolutely. Its yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, all right, so that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, you can find more of our content at the TheMisfitFaction.com. You can also find us on any social media, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is. Just type in Misfit Faction. Odds are you'll find some of our material. We're going to be back with our next episode, which is hopefully, fingers crossed, going to be Thor Love and Thor, Thunder. Love We're and very thunder. excited for that one. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up. As always, I'm Paul.
1: I'm Ronnie. And I'm Rob. And we will be back in a flash. See ya.